All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sorry for the uh, just kind of staring at the screen with a smile. It was a little creepy, actually. I, I realized that I was on mute before I started talking. So I'm like, oh, shoot, I need to take us off mute. We're good to go. Happy Wednesday to you. And uh, I hope this finds you well. I want to say thank you to everybody who may already be live streaming with us. Um, on, that is going to be on Facebook, of course, at Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H Podcast. And then YouTube, same place. Don't be shy. Come join the conversation, ask questions, comment. I'm going to introduce you to Kelsey here in just a second, but she's got a lot to talk about today and I think super, super relevant to literally every photography business owner out there. So make sure that you get engaged and and involved in the conversation. We want this to be a group discussion. And then for those of you that are listening to the audio version, of course, after the fact, make sure that um, you go subscribe to us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Uh, Boca podcast and you can keep up with the the latest live stream upcoming live streams we announce those there and um, come join the conversation would love to have you and then of course as always as I've promised I would do before the show um, I just want to pop up a little receipt from my donation to charity water here today and and I only do that again just as a, as a means to encourage everybody listening in uh, we had a, sh- a guest Sean Lee on the, on the show I guess it was last year and he really encouraged me in that way. And, and I think we should be looking for opportunities, whether it's in our local community or national, international organizations to give. Even if it's a little bit of money, it can go a long ways at times. And especially considering this, the situation in Ukraine right now, I think we should be even more so looking for those opportunities. So I just want to encourage you with that here before we get started. All right. Enough of the uh, introduction. And I want to go ahead and introduce our guest for today. Kelsey Curtis is here with me. Kelsey, thank you for coming to hang out. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Like you're already bringing a great energy. So this is going to be good. <laughs> thank you for having me. I know I, I brought out the neon because I wanted our viewers and listeners to know. And I'm wearing like, if you're listening, I'm wearing like neon today. So we're ready for a spicy conversation. It, for sure. <laughs> well, it, and yeah, absolutely. And it, it works. I'm going to go full screen on you for a second. And like you, you're tying in what you don't see, Kelsey, is that the Boca podcast logo on, on the corner there above you. And it actually ties in yes. kind of sort of to your color scheme there. And then you've got yep. that rainbow in the background, which is all kind of pulling it together. Yep. Um, this is fancy stuff. So yeah, I appreciate you going the extra mile for us. Colors are kind of a big deal for me and we can get into that later, but okay. yeah, colors are kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we're going to be, we're going to be talking about something today and, and I, Kelsey has to forgive me or I'm going to ask for her forgiveness in this uh, in this case, because before we even got started recording today, I just kind of went on a rant sharing a little bit of my thoughts around the topic. Um, we've, we're going to talk about relationships as it relates to our photography businesses, but more specifically, how to develop genuine connection um, that can ultimately lead to growth in our business. And this is a topic that is not an unpopular one. I mean, you hear a lot of photographers talking about this on a podcast or in workshops or otherwise but uh, you've actually written a book on this topic, Kelsey, which I'll let you intro here in just a little bit. We'll, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But every, almost every guest that I have on the show, I ask some introductory questions. And part of that enables us to kind of get to know you a little bit, myself included. So we're going to actually jump right into these. I'd love for you to share your <laughs> business's brand position. Um, and for those of you listening in who don't know what a brand position is, we're just talking about a UVP, unique value proposition that our business offers mm-hmm. to the market what is that for you, Kelsey? Education and illustration in, in a nutshell. It's educating about defining your connection-based brand and then illustrating it with lifestyle branding photography, going beyond the headshot and truly illustrating the heart of your business. 
So that's where I stand of combining this hybrid of education and illustration in okay. a nutshell. <laughs> I, way, way to go, by the way, on the 15 second answer. I have to say that despite like having, I think I have that in bold on the outline that I send to my guests, mm -hmm. most of them take way, way longer than that. So well done. Oh, oh no, David, <laughs> I understood the assignment. I'm like, hold my beer. Let's do this. 15 seconds. I'll give you 10. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. So I'm going to actually pull up your website here um, as we're talking about oh. your brand position. And for anybody listening in, you can go to KelseyCurtis.com for those of you streaming live with us. By the way, don't be shy. Say hello. Ask questions as hello, we're going hello, along yes. here. But KelseyCurtis.com. <laughs> yes. Did you do that on purpose? Alliteration? Like change your name after the fact just so it was easy? Um, there, I mean, do we want to get into that story? Because there actually is a story, <laughs> is a story? behind my name. Okay. Now that <laughs> I asked. Yeah, absolutely. Go to town. <laughs> um, so I actually did choose my last name. I got a divorce in... 2019 and I was in the middle of writing my book discovering who I was and I decided that I wanted to choose my last name something that meant something to me and my nickname has always been KK um, I was born Kelsey Miller <laughs> um, and so I was like well why don't we just go with KK because everybody calls me that anyway that's and so funny I because I literally, yeah, like so I was, I, I was thinking about this today or yesterday. I'm like, I mean, the, the fact that it's alliterated and so just wonderful is like a short URL and everything. Like, I, you actually designed it that way. That's cool. Yeah, I, I did. It's very on brand. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, Curtis with a K means brave counsel, brave advisor, and um, really just made me connect with myself even more when I found that after I was going through my, my divorce and I had this option of changing my last name. And it really was a crazy story of how it all came to be, but it was meant to be for sure. <laughs> I, you just had some choices and you, you took ownership in that. That's uh, yeah. on multiple <laughs> levels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I want to pop back yeah. over to your site one more time though. So Kelsey, yes. for anybody listening in, it's K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-U-R-T-I-S, KelseyCurtis.com. And it's Kelsey M as in mother, mm -hmm. um, Kelsey M or as in uh, making or whatever M word that we want to use today. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to make any suggestions necessarily. Let's go through the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey M. Curtis on Instagram. Of course, we'll link to this in the yes. show notes at bocapodcast.com for anybody listening in. For those of you watching, um, you, can, you can actually see that there. And by the way, jumping back over to your Instagram account real quick. You, you've got a you've got that bright color theme going here too, and and I have to say it's kind of nice. Thank you, thank you. It's very um, intentional. Well, and we're going to come back to that, especially with your book. I, I've got a copy of your book mm -hmm. over here next to me, so I'll pull that up here in a second. Got some bright colors going on there too. Uh, but yes. before we get back to the book, I want to I want to keep going in these questions. So we talk about brand right, position. Talk to me a little bit about customer experience and the big idea, the principle driving the customer experience you give your clients. So for me, the biggest thing is squashing the fear of the unknown. That's the biggest fear we have as humans, no matter what we're doing or engaging with. And so the thing that leads me is letting people know, letting my clients know what to expect from me, not only the actual process of the photo shoot, but also the emotional process you're going to be going through. Because, you know, if you're a <clears throat> portrait photographer, you're working with a human on the other side of that camera. And there are emotions and insecurities that are going on in their brain. Am I doing this? Okay. What do I look like? And so letting them know what to expect from the process to even the emotions. That's really good. Yeah. I, I, there was a quote and I wish I could remember the exact <clears throat> quote, but that I heard a while back, read a while back that uh, alluded to the fact that 
confusion creates mm. a sense of frustration or anger in anyone. Yes. Um, and a confused I, mind says no. Interesting. That's what I've heard a quote. Yeah. A confused mind says no. Mm. And so making it transparent and clear, letting them know what to expect is truly one of the things that sets me apart in what I do and in my community for sure. Proactively managing expectations. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. That's really good. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to shift to a different question. Time management. So much of the podcast is about how to run <laughs> an efficient business model so we can actually have a life on top of working. And yes. uh, because by the yes. way, in case who anybody was that, curious, who would think to do that? <laughs> I, amazing, right? Like, by the way, work is not what the only idea. thing that we get to do in life. Um, there's there could be a lot more if, if we're willing to create that life for ourselves. And so to that end, Kelsey, talk to me about a principle or idea that has enabled you to find some of that freedom, that flexibility as a business owner. Honestly, the game changer for me to find that balance has to do with taking a trip to Office Depot buying a giant paper calendar and a whole bunch of sticky notes. And that's how I do my planning. I do quarterly planning with sticky notes where I first outline the days off I'm going to have, the photo shoots that I'm going to have, the days that I'm available to work, as well as our at my admin days or what are, what are the things that I want to accomplish each quarter? I map that out and I'm really intentional with my time and then respect that time that I have marked off for myself. So quarterly planning has been a game changer. And you seem to be a little obsessed with the sticky notes because you mentioned you had sticky notes on your computer too before we started. Is that a thing for you? Are they also brightly yes. colored? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm holding up a bright colored sticky note. Yes. So um, I am ADD. My brain is like a little squirrel running around. I'm always having ideas or things that I need to attend to. So sticky notes are kind of my saving grace where I put that down. Um, and also you can use sticky notes in different colors to help, you know, map out your life and your plan and time management. So a little bit of AC or ADD and OCD kind of mixed together there. Yes. Like you got to have your categories <laughs> and a little throw some of ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> While we're jamming. Let's do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, let, let me just keep going here. This has been a, a great, uh, by the way, again, probably the best that any guest has done in months, <laughs> if not years at this like short answer thing. So Props to you. Um, let's keep the trend going. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about delegation. When we talk about time management, I mean, as photographers anyway, delegation can play probably the biggest role in time savings or certainly one of the biggest roles in time savings, um, whether it's editing, album design, administrative tasks, accounting or, or otherwise. Is this something that you've experimented with in your business? Have you found any success in it? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, actually, last year I hired my first ever assistant, um, which has helped me with ad administrative tasks as well as onset um, shoot assisting as well. And that was a game changer. I just kind of came to a place where I needed to let go of control and <laughs> brought in help because I was I couldn't do it all. So yeah. bringing in help, I know um, Photographer's Edit has really been helpful in the post-production process as well. Shout out. <laughs> so, hey, um, I'll send you my bill afterwards. No, I'm just Thank kidding. you. <laughs> uh, but truly, but, but letting go of control and, you know, in combination with quarterly planning, um, you know, it's one thing to plan something in advance. It's another thing to actually honor those plans. And so true. Find out. Yeah. And so what I do is I, I, I've defined a value that's non-negotiable for me, which my peace is non-negotiable. Um, and so when 
I'm conflicted by what should I do this or this, or should I add more to my plate or should I take that vacation day off and work more? I always remind myself like my peace is non-negotiable. I'm going to operate better when I honor this schedule I've created myself and, and allow myself to de delegate those tasks because if I keep burning out, I'm going to be garbage. I mean, I hit a huge burnout um, last year in, in the fall and it was not a pretty site that I do not want to revisit. So it's, it's honoring the expectations I've set for myself and my schedule and honoring that piece that is truly valuable to me as well. That's cool. Yeah. It, actually, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do it. And mm -hmm. um, I've mm. been reminded yes. of that. Preach to the choir. <laughs> well, no, I, but I was going to say, I've been reminded of that too. Like I'm not, I'm not preaching because I I've, it's been a weakness of mine over the years. And, yeah. and um, I, it's, I, I think just being super intentional um, and having a process in place like you've described to constantly show up is, is really, really important. Yeah. And it's amazing. Uh, I was just meeting with my mastermind earlier today and we were talking about this very concept um, with a couple of guys, the significance of, of small steps consistently, right? It, it, we have yes. these big grandiose ideas as entrepreneurs and it's easy to, to get excited about those first of all, but then in some cases didn't get overwhelmed by them. I mean, this has yeah. been honestly something I've been kind of struggling with internally lately. We were getting ready to launch a new company and all the moving pieces and mm -hmm. I mean, just so many different things associated with getting that company launched, that brand launched, and then what, what happens after. And it's been pretty overwhelming, but the reality is we have to, as long as we've clearly outlined the direction that we're going, it's just a matter of showing up and doing the things. And if we do that consistently, it's amazing how well things actually go. And we don't have to be yeah. fancy or over the top about it. It's just showing up consistently. Exactly. Yeah. I, I actually, the last two days I've been filming for a secret project that's releasing in spring and I was talking to, who I was working with, I was just like, oh my gosh, we're actually doing the thing that we mapped out like last year and it's actually happening. It, yeah. it wasn't just in our brain, you know? And so it also is such a validating and exciting piece of like the thing in our brain is now in reality go figure. <laughs> like it's such an exciting time, but it also is and can be very overwhelming. And that's oh, yeah. where um, creating those systems and processes and having people to support you um, in your community, whether that is directly, um, you know, involved with the project or even just your family and friends having support in all aspects of what I, I um, consider and call an ideal community of who's supporting you um, in order to keep you to those tasks tasks and expectations and that schedule that you've laid out for yourself that really honors both your personal side and business side. Mm. Which by the way, um, it, you were, you were kind of laughing at me earlier because you're like, you've actually read the book. I, you talk about that concept <laughs> of your core community in your yes, book, yes, which we're going to get to here in just a little bit, but a um, couple more questions before we do just yes, that. I'm ready. Talk to me about speaking of books, Name, besides your book, a couple of favorite books, maybe even just one that's made a really, really big impact in your life in the last couple of years. It could be a self-help book, a business book, something comparable. Yeah. Um, one book that recently blew my mind um, is called Profit First, and it totally switches your perspective um, on having and building a profitable business. Uh, and then another one that I want to throw in there uh, is called Alter Ego. I'm still working through it, but basically it's... Um, a guy who works with um, athletes and business owners and helps them find out, find their alter ego to tap into that, to help them next level their business or performance. Um, just like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. It's kind of like helping you find that next 
part of you, that next level part of you to tap into when you're ready to elevate yourself, your life, your business, et cetera. So alter ego and profit first are my two. And pro bonus. alter ego, is that Todd Herman or do you remember? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that, yes. Yes. So I've got it pulled up on the screen here for, of course, anybody that's live streaming, you can see this. For those of you listening in, The Alter Ego Effect, The Power of Secret Identities to Transform Your Life mm -hmm. by Todd Herman. And then uh, yeah. Profit First has been a really popular one here on the show. Mm -hmm. Profit First, Transform Your Business from a Cash-Eating Monster to a Money-Making Machine by Mike. Oh, man. Mick, oh, yeah. Uh, it's Mick, a lot. Mikalowitz? Yeah. Mikapowowitz? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> we just call him Mike. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll we'll link to those in the show notes at bocapodcast.com yeah, as well. Those and have been really powerful. I appreciate those. And yeah, we're going to talk about your book here in just a second. But I do have, Kelsey, we're, I, I've been making a little bit more of an effort. Um, I already, I think I bring decent energy to the show, but I've been trying to add a little bit of maybe humor to the show, have a little bit more fun. Um, you already do okay. that, but th this is kind of a new segment of the show um, that we've just recently started. And it's called, What the... Exactly. This is a segment of the show where we want to hear the wildest, craziest stories <laughs> that that uh, you may have experienced. Of course, we're not going to name names, but that you may have experienced yeah. um, with your clients over the years. I'm sure you've got one or two to share. Yeah. You know, the first one that comes to my mind is I'm actually able to share their name. It was um, photographing my, my book coach, Jocelyn Lindsay. And she brought in a variety of props, including a live chainsaw for her photos oh. because she wanted to, <laughs> she wanted to demonstrate like the editing process of how you write a book. And <laughs> so we had a chainsaw, we had garden, like garden snippers, we had scissors and down to tweezers, but we literally have photos of her like maniac chainsaw in my studio. And that probably was the what like if anybody was looking through the window it would <laughs> like, be a what, what the bleep moment on? of like is kelsey okay because what's going on <laughs> yeah so that's good did would the, the chainsaw actually come on but at any point uh, no oh my gosh okay no. okay i i we thought about it but then i was like no i think just having it and the poses we're doing is extreme enough but yeah and yeah and then we also um brought in an oil drum and we did a whole fire of like burning your fears and she was very literal in the photos that she wanted so, <laughs> wow anything with jocelyn Lindsay is always an adventure <laughs> <laughs> well shout out to jocelyn for a great story too yes. that was good yes well i want to go ahead and transition i'm reaching over here to to the, the copy of your book that i've got here that you were gracious enough to send to me first of all so thank you for that yes, um, absolutely and it's called the connection method create an impactful brand through the power of connection and actually I, I was commenting on this before we got started you've got it i've gotten full screen on you we can see behind you opposite direction there you go on the shelf very beautifully placed in the background for everybody to see um, talk to us a little bit about this about this book um kind of the motivation to write it and um mm -hmm. maybe just kind of a little bit of the backstory yeah so um the connection method I'll, I'll be honest i wasn't intending to write a book like that was not my goal being an author was not the goal this book truly just like plopped onto my lap this idea just organically grew um and what was happening was i was finding out that the clients that i was working with with lifestyle branding photography um when i asked them about their brand I, I would get one or two responses. One, they would pull out their business card and go, oh, look at my, look at my fence, look, look at my logo, look at my colors, it's in the special. 
which your logos and fonts are part of your brand, but not the whole deal. And then the second response I would get is my brand. Oh, I know Kelsey, I need to be posting more on social media. I need to do better at that. Yeah. And that's marketing, not branding. And mm. so I really saw a theme of people not knowing who they were in their brand and also having a desire to show up and connect genuinely with their community. And, um, and so I was asked to work with someone, um, and help them develop their brand the way I had with my photography business, which, um, was very connection focused and people oriented, something that my grandfather, um, had taught me as a kid. Uh, he taught me, I, I always consider him to be a master entrepreneur. And when I was 11 years old, we started my first business and he taught me that it's all about the relationships with people and building um, relationships with the people you're working with, hearing their story, listening to them. And so that was the type of business that I had always learned and grown from. And so as I was sharing um, and building this message of how do you connect, how how do we actually put the pieces together? Is there an actionable step that we can go through? Mm. The connection method was born because most people come to me and they have dreams and they have goals of wanting to connect, but also feeling really scattered and overwhelmed and just needing clarity and direction. And they want to stand confident in what they do, but the comparison monster comes in or imposter syndrome especially in the photography field yeah. where there's visual representation of everyone's work, you know, as you scroll through Instagram, Facebook, or what have you. So, um, so yeah, over three years, I developed the connection method and worked one-on-one -on -one with entrepreneurs and leaders um, as business owners, as leaders in their career to develop a systematic process to help you connect with yourself first so that you can connect with others and develop what I've called a connection based brand. And that's the connection method. That was longer than 15 seconds. <laughs> Hi, you're all good. I'm, I've actually pulled up your site here. So for everybody streaming with us, you can see this. If you mm -hmm. go to KelseyCurtis.com, K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-U-R-T-I-S.com. And uh, there's a little man or navigation menu there. The connection method book. If you click on that, you can see more information about the book and grab a copy. And, um, and we're going to get into this. And you actually, in fact, you set me up beautifully, Kelsey, because you talked about your grandfather and you actually mentioned him in the introduction mm -hmm. to the book. And you talk about the significance of connection, relationship driven businesses that you really learn from him. So I, I want mm -hmm. to, I, this is almost, I guess, in some sense, a rhetorical question because of the name, just the name of the book, um, not to mention everything else in it. But yeah. Do you really think that on, just on a very practical level, and we've been talking about this mm -hmm. actually on the podcast as of late, so it's relevant, but do you really think that we should always lead with who we are versus the value proposition that we offer? And I'll give a little context to that. Assuming that, that most people are um, behaving in ways like you do, like I do, like the average individual who is in, you know, with their phones kind of in scrolling mentality and have mm -hmm. about a three second attention span. My assumption is that when they land on my site, I need to give them a value proposition with literally within the span of three seconds and mm -hmm. so that, and hopefully a unique one so that they know immediately whether or not I'm a fit for them. 
what value mm-hmm. I, I ultimately offer them and they can make that decision yeah. about whether or not I'm a fit. And then there's plenty of opportunity for them to get to know me, whether it's through a blurb on the site and or meetings in person or otherwise. So I'm just curious if you always feel like we should lead with who we are versus what it is that we're selling. Well, I will say it, it depends on who you are. So if you are a person who genuinely wants to connect, then it is something that you would definitely need to explore. Connection-based branding and leading with connection is not for everyone, and that's okay. But, you know, in a, especially in the field of photography, you are working one-on-one with your client so directly, whether it's portrait photography, whether it's um, architecture, whether it's real estate, uh, people truly are buying you first and your product second. And that's what really has been shifting, especially with a pandemic, is this deep desire and need for connection and wanting to know who's behind the camera, who's behind the logo. Do you need to, you know, share your whole life story? No, (laughs) but you do need to put a few connection pieces out there, letting them know who you are because people connect with people. People don't connect deeply with logos. And so I think that if you have a desire, if your goal is to um, connect with people, then yes, you need to have a certain element of showing up of who you are. But I also don't think that your value proposition on your website has to be like cold, hard, this is what I sell. I think it can be a hybrid of both this is who I am and this is how I can serve you. I think mm. there can be a blend of the two. Uh, I, I don't think that you know we, we aren't ro- robots, we're humans, and, but we also are professionals and we offer a service. So I think there really needs to be a blend of the two and um, show both sides. And that's what the connection method really helps people do is define who you are, what you value, the human side, as well as what can people expect from you? Really close the fear of the unknown of what can I expect from you? How can you serve me? Well, and you actually do a really wonderful job of combining the two. And I know that maybe not every photography business, depending on the, the service that they offer, their UVP could necessarily do this. But I'm going to, again, pop over to your site. And you have your brand position statement there on above the fold, like we talk about here on the Book of Podcast mm-hmm. quite a bit. So they don't have to scroll to find it. It's right there when they yes. land on it, which is super important, again, for that attention span issue. But then simultaneously, your a picture of you is right there. And you immediately, mm-hmm. like, immediately somebody knows you're this like happy, fun, loving individual just Mm -hmm. from that. At least that's the impression I get. And it has been confirmed. (laughs) Um, But you've got that that position statement there along with it. So you're right that it can be a hybrid. And and I'm not suggesting that we go Mm -hmm. to one extreme or another. I just know that the industry has shifted. In fact, I've been a part of this. So when I started in photography 20 years ago, um, or even a little bit more actually, it was a whole different game. <laughs> it was a vastly different game. Yeah. And this is not yeah. about, you know, grandpa telling stories from the old days, but it, it what, where I will go is, is that I saw the transition from being all about your certificates and, and your mm-hmm. experience, years of experience and medals around your neck and whatever, mm-hmm. um, to yep. this place where our industry is much more focused on the individual as a brand one and to the significance of relationships. And we're going to be talking about those things today, but I just like so many things in our culture, I've also seen the pendulum shift to the extreme in many cases. And, mm-hmm. you know, while all these photographers are trying to take pretty pictures of themselves in front of a, you know, beautiful window light, throwing their head back, laughing with a cup of coffee, like, First of all, most of them don't do that. So that's disingenuous in and of itself. Yes. But but then on top yeah. of that, like 
at no point in that process of seeing that picture does the potential client know what it is that they're going to actually get. Yeah, this person might be nice, Mm -hmm. but we need to give them that value proposition. Again, you've done it beautifully on your site. I think it's a great example, but that's kind of where the thought process is coming from. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. One One of the questions that I ask my clients when we're going through the process of putting together the production of their lifestyle branding photo shoot is um, when they have a question about what to wear, where should we shoot look, um, or props or what have you. My question back to them always is, does that make sense? And I ask myself the same question to help me um, stay consistent and make sure that I'm staying true to myself. Um, because we want to close the fear of the unknown. And so we have to make sure that we're showing up with imagery and how we're showing up on our website marketing that makes sense for us. For example, I remember one of my clients, um, she sent me a screenshot of her Nordstrom cart um, before her photo shoot, just to double check her wardrobe. Okay. And it was full, full, full of dresses. And I was like, hey, these are beautiful. But girlfriend, I don't think I've ever seen you wear a dress once since knowing you and she's like oh no no no! i'm just getting them for my photo shoot and i was like well that doesn't make sense because what would you be wearing if you were meeting a client or um doing a presentation she's like oh a hot pink blazer and jeans that's what i would wear and i said then we're gonna photograph you in a hot pink blazer and jeans um and so that's that's one thing that i want our, our clients and for us to go back to is what makes sense for us but a lot of us don't know <laughs> what makes sense for us. And mm. that's why this whole inauthentic, disingenuine, um, you know, tsunami has hit us because we're so inundated with messages and information that we don't know who we are. We don't know for, you know, with all confidence, what we value and if it makes sense for us. Yep. And so that's why the connection method is different and can help kind of cut through that BS and go, there, there's no place to hide <laughs> in the connection method at all. There's questions that will like dive deep into who you are and expose any inauthentic BS that we might have. Um, and so that's one thing that I encourage people to do is define who you are and what you value and what people can expect from you. So that way, when you are putting yourself out on social media, when you are putting yourself out on your website, you know, if it makes sense and then you can self validate and stand confidently in that versus second guessing or compare yourself to the Joneses next door. Well, yeah, this is, this is really great. I I love the response. And one of the things that you were, I mean, as you're talking, I'm, I'm realizing the tendency that a lot of photographers have to do a lot of the same stuff I, under the guise again of being more personable and posting pictures like I mm-hmm. described, uh, unfortunately, yeah. they get copy pasted a lot. And I think you're right. It comes largely from yeah. a, a place of a lack of security in themselves or a lack of clarity. And, and I, I hesitate to personally use the word that the phrase who we are, because um, I think a lot of times it's a bloated conversation, a whole different one. But um, I think a lot of times there is this like people are, quote unquote, looking for who they are versus making the decision mm. about who they want to be. And you actually mm. alluded to that mm-hmm. idea just a second ago. And I thought it was brilliantly worded. I wish I'd clipped it and quoted it so I could quote it right back. 
Um, but I, I think it's important that at the very least that we have some clarity, however we go about getting to that place that there's clarity mm -hmm. about who it is that we want to be in this world as a result and yep. who we want to be as business owners. And, and then we lead with that to your point. And I have to say, um, I mean, you get into to your, as you were alluding to, you get into this. I've got the book here for anybody who's not live streaming. You can't see this, but it's a thick book. You get into that process yeah. in detail. Um, it, yeah. it's a th I will say it's a thick book, but the, the words are big. So you don't like, yep. op you don't open the pages and, and just like your eyes kind of roll back into your head. Cause you're <laughs> like, Oh my goodness, there's so much to look at here. Yeah. Um, I want it to be very much, very much like a workbook. And my whole yeah. goal was yeah. to write it, um, to feel like you and I are sitting across the, the table, having coffee, talking about this together, very personable, not overwhelming, mm -hmm. a workbook type deal with a lot of graphic graphics and things like yep. that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's thick, but she, you know, she's got big words. <laughs> Super accessible. No, it's accessible though. I, I, I yeah. think that's good. Okay. So um, to that end, one of the things you talk about in the book, uh, of course, and what drives this book ultimately is this idea of connection-based branding. Uh, will you just define that for our listeners before we dig into that a little bit more? Yeah. So connection-based branding and everything that I really talk about in the connection method, um, I've always gone against the status quo as a human, and I always ask why. I'm a very curious individual, and I don't just take things for face value. And so when I was approaching um, branding for myself and then also figuring out how I brand myself in a different way, I realized that how I approach branding was taking traditional branding and flipping it 180 degrees and looking at it from a completely new perspective. And that's what connection-based branding is, is it's all about bringing humanity back to business. And if you have a desire to connect with others, uh, I always say that the truest form of connection comes from when others can see themselves in you. But if you don't know who you are or on that journey to find out who you are, it's going to be really hard for people to connect with that. Mm. And so that's what connection-based branding does is it helps you, uh, gives you a process and helps you define these things so you can stand confidently in who you are and also have a place to grow from. You were talking about, you know, deciding who you are, but a lot of times people, they're, they're at the beginning of the trailhead of life and they're just spinning in place, spinning, spinning, spinning with no clarity or direction. And that's what the connection method can really help people do and define that connection-based brand is at least stop, define where they're at now to give them a roadmap to, to actually take that step to the next step, to the next step and personally and professionally evolve. And so that's what connection-based branding does is it not only gives you clarity, but it also gives your community clarity and opens the door for connection and bringing that human piece to your business as well. That's really good. And I'm glad you I'm glad you highlighted the significance of evolution because I don't want to in any way suggest that in the process of deciding who we are or who we want to be, that that then has to be static. I have, I literally, I'm such a nerd. Oh yeah. Kelsey, I'm such a nerd. I have a document. Uh, I use Evernote for my note taking and document mm -hmm. kind of tracking, if you will, close to like 17,000 documents. It's ridiculous. But one of the notes, one of the keynotes, my favorites that I have shortcutted um, is a document that amongst many things highlights my value set. And even in the mm. last few weeks, as I've kind of gone back and reviewed them and, and considered them, I'm, I'm updating it, I'm modifying it. So mm -hmm. to that end, I, I'm not in any way suggesting it, it, like once we make that decision or we realize what's most important oh, to yeah. us and kind of hold to those values in that particular time in our life, that that has to stop. And that's actually 
I think that the notion of evolution is really important when it comes to this idea of mm -hmm. who we are. And wh mm -hmm. where I push back on that phrase is that a lot of times in our culture or even in our industry, the conversation is rooted in the notion that like we're in this, we're on this journey to find this arbitrary thing called who we are somewhere and we're going to land on yeah. it and be like, oh my word, you know, light bulbs. And then on. we got there. Yeah. And then we got, yeah. <laughs> Everything's and, great. And, and there are multiple things wrong with that. One of which is this idea that once we land on that concept, that, that we are static there, that this is the quote unquote who I am and mm -hmm. nothing can be done about it. And it's so far from true. So that's, that's the yeah. reason I push back. And I'm glad that you highlight the significance of, of evolution. Um, and it, it, so going back to connection-based branding, what are the, you talk about four goals in the book. And, and by yes. the way, I have to tell yes. everybody too, I asked Kelsey to come do this. This is not like a big commercial for her book. I actually asked her on the <laughs> podcast. So I don't want everybody to think that, like I'm having guests on. In fact, we're very not that as a podcast. Um, yeah. I'll just, I'll yeah. add that little bit, but anyway. Coming yeah. back to the book, you talk about four but main, a, but it is a great tool. It is a great tool. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not, I'm just really excited to, to share this <laughs> message with photographers because yeah. it really, as a fellow photographer, I know it hits home for me. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it, so. it's a, it's an important conversation to be had. You talk about four, mm -hmm. the, the four main goals of connection-based branding. Will you just share those mm -hmm. in, in kind of in a list format with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's so funny is I, thank you for sending the questions over like real moment. I, you know, I, it took me three years to write this book. It came out a year ago. And when you asked me this, I was like, wait a minute, what are the four goals? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I went through my book. I'm like, I want to make sure that I get them right. <laughs> so real moment. Um, but the first one is coming back to it, which is that humanity piece, bringing that hu human piece to your business. Um, the second piece is clarity which is what a lot of us are looking for of just with so much information, so many options, so much comparison out there, giving us clarity on what direction we really need to go. Uh, and then the third one is confidence. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard where people just decide who they're going to be or discover who they are and it gives them so much confidence and mm. that opens the door for them to step into their next level. And then finally, the last one is connection and impact. You know, I want to create, I want to people to create a brand that impacts their community beyond just what they sell. I want them to have an impact, whether that's in person, you know, interpersonal co conversations or in a bigger realm of, knowing that your voice has value, your story, your message has value, what you offer has value. And when you start sharing that, it creates the ripples of impact and connection. So those are the four main goals. Hopefully I got them right. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I was I was checking as you were going along. You scored a hundred. So <laughs> no. Okay, good. Okay, good. You know, it's it's so funny because one of one of even though I did have to double check, one of my favorite jokey things is like, well, I did write the book on it. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope you get it right then. In, in, a, in a cheeky way, please. No, it's a very <laughs> cheeky way. I'm not serious, but, well, but yeah, so, I'm glad so, that I got it. Absolutely. Well, so you, you talk about branding words, um, in the books, another mm -hmm. concept. And, and by the way, for everybody listening in, yeah. we're just touching on a few points here. This is a, you know, 368 page book, something like that. Um, there's a, there's a lot a here. <laughs> it is a big book. So we're just, we're just kind of touching in a few concepts, yeah. but you talk about branding mm -hmm. words. Um, and yeah. just maybe to start, will you define what that means to you? We, we talk a lot about brand position, for example, 
on yeah. the podcast. And I think there's some relevance or a con- connection association there, but what, how do you define branding words? So branding words are the most important part of your connection-based brand. They are the nucleus. They are the foundation. They are the anchor. They're the thing that you filter everything through and will be a source of consistency and validation for who you are and how you're showing up. And, and, um, so what they are, are three to five words or phrases that I I feel like I'm repeating myself because this is what it is, but three to five words or phrases that define who you are, what you value and what people can expect from you. So the first piece, looking internally who you are as a person or what journey you're on at this moment, and then shifting the spotlight onto your community and illustrating what people can expect from you and building that into three to five words or phrases that define who you are. And then going back to what we were talking about with with our value prop on our website, we can then integrate those words into our website value prop. We can integrate those words into our marketing and really simplifies how we describe who we are, how we show up. They help us even define our branding colors. Um, They truly create that consistency and that validation um, and helps you not have to reinvent the wheel every time someone asks, what do you do or how do you show up? That's so much of the value, at least for me anyway. And again, I'm, I'm very much a nerd, but I spend a lot of time thinking through things for myself so that when I have a conversation with somebody, I can I can explain where I'm coming from, why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing, what's yeah. meaningful to me, et cetera, because I've taken the time to do that and outline it and be intentional in that way. And I think when it comes yeah. to our business, this is, this is so important, not only for clarity and conversation with those around us, whether it's clients or potential clients or otherwise, but also for ourselves too. I mean, when we, the way that we, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. The way that we spend our time in our business day to day, you know, again, we talk a lot about the idea of efficiency here on on the podcast for the sake of maximizing flexibility and freedom as business owners. And you don't get that without being clear about what it is you're trying to accomplish because that clarity then filters how you're spending your time on a day to day basis. And it minimizes a lot of the BS. So I, I think it's really important you you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but what's the difference between branding words and a brand position or mission statement? Are they, is it both and, or like, how do those all relate? Yeah, your branding words would then lead you to your mission statement. They would lead you to your brand position. Like I said, they're like your starting point. And I actually want to circle back to what you were just talking about. Please. Of um, our, you know, the, the conversations we have with ourselves. Um, one of the greatest benefits that I personally receive from, which my branding words are right there behind me. I have them framed because <laughs> they're so important. Yeah. Well, for um, everybody listening in, there's, uh, and you can't see this, uh, the, those live streamers yeah. can, but real education, inspiration, and power and joy are the, the five words that I mm-hmm. see there on the picture. They're framed all nice, nicely yep. and neat on a shelf right behind yep. Kelsey. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, real education and inspiration and power and joy. Um, and then I also have, you know, sub words for my photography business of how I want to show up, which is real, warm, timeless, classic. Um, and so I personally find that branding words, when we're having those personal conversations with ourselves, when we are on Instagram, um, or wondering what next step we're supposed to take and potentially the comparison monster starts coming in. Do I need to be like this? Do I need to start using, you know, OCF? Should I now be a natural light photographer? Do I need to be studio? Like there's so many different options as photographers. There are. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And so when I started photography, my photography business 12 years ago, I felt that 
big time. The comparison, am I good enough? What am I supposed to do? And so I originally defined my words as my, my photography words as warm, real, timeless, classic. And I was able to use them as a shield against the comparison monster. So when I was on social media and I saw a beautiful photo that inspired me, I was able to create a tangible thought process that could help me process what I was seeing. Instead of going straight to the extreme of like, throw away everything you've been doing, change completely to from light and airy to dark and moody. I was able to run that picture through my branding words and go, is exactly. it warm? Is it real? Is it timeless? Is it classic? Well, not really. Oh, so then I'm going to take it as appreciation for their artwork, but not as <laughs> I'm going to change everything to mimic them. Or if it is aligned with those branding words, what inspiration can I take to implement into my own business and my own art? Um, and so I was able to process that. And I will tell you still to this day, I use my branding words for that because I know I'm susceptible to the comparison monster. I know that that's out there when I'm on social and it really helps me process that. And um, then also my clients know what to expect as opposed to me bouncing all over the place with style and how I show up. Yep. They know what to expect from my photography style, my personality, how I show up, what the energy is going to be like on set, what the energy is going to be like during the planning process. All of that's wrapped up in your branding words. So going back to your other question, those branding words will form the foundation of a mission statement. You can integrate them into your mission statement, pepper them in, use them there. Um, and it just helps create that consistency of narrative. Uh, I always tell people that you define the narrative of how people see you, speak about you, uh, and perceive you. And those branding words are a big ticket item to help people understand how to describe you. And one of my favorite moments is when I get texts from clients who say, who screenshot like a text from one of their clients and their clients are using their own branding words to describe them back to them. Um, like you're so creative or I love how bold you are. For me, I get messages like that post today was so inspiring or you brought so much joy to my feed today because you were, I was probably doing something crazy or silly on my story. <laughs> But it really helps define the narrative and then can be applied to so many different elements of building your brand. I appreciate you, you kind of getting into that and sharing that. And, and by the way, mm -hmm. Kala is echoing my, my uh, sentiment here. She said, she's on Facebook. She said, love the topic so far and adore your energy, Kelsey. And uh, I, I, <laughs> hey, <girl>, hey. <laughs> I appreciate you chiming in, Kala. It's good to hear from you. And uh, for everybody else who is live streaming, don't be shy. Jump in, comment, ask questions. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and speaking of questions, a couple more questions. You, you talk about the idea of gap characteristics in the book. Will yeah. you kind of break down what that means? Yeah. So the gap chapter is almost everyone's favorite chapter. And I'm not talking about the store in the mall where we bought our low rise beans <laughs> back in 2001. <laughs> um, but basically what, what the gap is, is finding your gap in the industry. And I illustrate it in the book by talking about, imagine lining everyone up in your industry in a single file line. It's a very vast and scary and intimidating line. And as you're looking at it, you realize that you have three choices for how to engage with the line. The first one is look at it and go, mm, not a place for me. Everyone's doing fine. You don't need me and run the other way. The second response you can have with the line is look at the line and find someone 
who you connect with, who's been super successful, and contort yourself into their space. Because they did it, they're successful, we'll just do what they did. But after a while, your leg starts falling asleep. It's not feeling right because you're contorting yourself in a space that was not made for you. And then finally, the third option, which is what I always recommend people go with, is as you're looking at the line, you realize that there is a gap in the line that has your name on it, that has been waiting for you to fill and fill with what makes you different. So the gap characteristics are helping you to define what makes you different and owning and being proud of your story. Because most of the time, we just look at our life and be like, what's so special about that? Like, there's nothing special about me. When in all actuality, what makes you different and your story, those are the things that people will connect with most. And so that's what I help people do with this process is help you identify some of the boring things about you that can be connection pieces, as well as the big things that can help you connect with people. And I will say, I'm not saying that you need to air your dirty laundry, please. There's not, <laughs> there's no need for that, but it is a really great personal journey to go through and recognize that your, your story does have value and your, the things that make you different have power. And then when it is time to share certain little, little pieces, you can be confident and know what they are. Like, for example, you know, my gap list characteristics range from everything from like, I love gummy bears and tacos, which mm, if you love gummy bears and tacos, give a high five in the live feed because you're my people. <laughs> um, to the, the other side of the spectrum of the pain I went through with my divorce and having to start all over again. So it's finding out what makes you different from the little things to even the bigger things. And where is, I know we talked about this a little bit, but where is the, like, if you were to suggest, let's just say a, a split, a ratio, if you will, hmm. um, percentage breakdown, however you want to do it between the focus on gap characteristics as it relates to our personality. Because yeah. for example, I, mm -hmm. just to push back a little bit, like there are plenty of people that like gummy bears, right? That If I like gummy bears, that doesn't yeah. necessarily make me different. It's a point of connection if that person also yeah. likes gummy bears. Um, but when I think yeah. about gap characteristics, I'm thinking about something that sets me apart, or you're talking about filling that niche in the market. So mm -hmm. when when it comes to laying out our website, for example, and when the, the content that we're putting out there on social media, what percentage of it should be focused on the gap characteristics of our brand? And again, that unique value proposition versus the gap characteristics of us as individuals. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I share with people is when we are marketing ourselves, when it's time to release our brand message out into the world, we need to focus on bringing value, um, as, but it needs to be balanced <laughs> value, as you were saying. Um, and so I tend to, tend to lean on the third, third, third rule. A third of the time, let's just use social media, for example, because you can market and use this in any platform. But for social media, for example, a third of the time, post value education, sharing um, tips and tricks and letting them know um, how you operate. A third of the time post emotional uh, content, which emotional, I'm not saying like post a sob story, <laughs> post something that sparks an emotion, whether that is sharing a personal story, whether that is, you know, sharing a blooper or a funny moment, or if you're a motivational post person, that type of deal, just sparking some emotion. And then the other third, the final third is the business value because you still have to post about your business. You need to share the, the art you're creating, 
Um, and maybe that's in your feed. Maybe that's in your stories. Uh, you have to find where that makes sense for you. Uh, but a lot of times those third, 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 they're not mutually exclusive. A lot of times they partner on each other, but mm. it's a really good way to create that balance and look at your feed and go, oh gosh, I have posted only about me the past six posts. Maybe I need to reel it back and bring in <laughs> what, the value I bring to other people. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's not mutually exclusive because when I post behind the scenes of my story or my, my photo shoots in my stories, that's an overlap of both business and emotion of, and education. You know, it's, it's all in one and I get, you know, 70 to 80% of my business and referrals come from my Instagram stories of the behind the scenes content I create from my lifestyle branding photo shoots because people know what to expect. They know what they're going to see and they, they know the energy, they know how I'm going to teach them. They also know the, the images that are going to come from them will help benefit their business. So the third, third, third rule will help guide you to prevent oversharing business or oversharing self and create that balanced um, area and also provide a chance for overlap if needed. Okay, good. Balance. I mean, that's a, that's a great thing to Balance. have. <laughs> Namaste, my friend. Namaste. So, <laughs> at, at, and you, were, you alluded to this just, just a second ago, but toward the end of the book, you talked about how sharing ourselves is not mm -hmm. selfish. It's selfless. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. as you were just saying, we do see people spouting off about themselves kind of endlessly at times, their own issues, yeah. and just under the guise of vulnerability, just literally unloading yeah. all of their own personal issues and insecurities onto the internet, social media, or otherwise. So what under the uh, the guise of connection um, and certainly an, an effort to achieve connection with others, how do we, how do we be vulnerable? How do we put ourselves out there? Yeah. How do we open up and share ourselves without going so far overboard? Again, that, that pendulum has swung so far in some cases, it's like, ah, it's it so really exhausting. Is. So what, what, really yeah, what does that yeah. balance look like? Well, you know, here's the thing is that you know, I talk about help, helping people define who they are, but yet humans really can't be put in, in, in boxes. And so when we're talking about vulnerability, you really need to figure out what your lane is and find that box where you're going to be. Like some people, if sharing their dirty laundry is a part of their brand and makes sense for them, go for it. I'm probably not going to be their audience, but there is an audience for that. You need to Is find there really an audience for that, balance. though? I have to, I have to ask. You, you know, I think that there is an audience because like-minded people attract like-minded people, and there's people <laughs> who like to bitch and moan and people who okay. love to listen to bitch and moan. <laughs> sure. Uh, there's a target audience for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a part of that. I like I prefer balance. Fair enough. Um, and I don't like... I don't like to be cringed when I am on social. I like to enjoy my visit to social media if I can. Um, so that's the thing is that you have to be intentional about why you're showing up on social media in the first place. And if it's to create connection, tap back into the third, third, third rule, understand that you going on social is not necessarily for you. It's for them. Like if you're trying to build a business and leverage your social media as a marketing platform, what you're sharing is for them, not you. Or, or, or and, is it right? I mean, that, that is what it should be, right? Yeah, that I mean, that's, I mean, it can be a harmonious balance to help you promote your business, but sure. the things you're putting out there, 
need to add value to your audience. That's it. Um, it, that, it needs to add, add some sort of value, education, emotional, business, some sort of value to your audience. Um, and if it's just a open the trench coat moment all the time, that's not going to help you build and scale a business and brand to probably where you want it to be. Um, you know, one one of the things that I share in the book is I, I help people define their ideal community through defining the characteristics of their attract and repel list, knowing the characteristics of people you want to attract, or that's respectful, willing to do the work, coachable, what have you, as well as the repel characteristics. And when people come and ask me, you know, why am I getting so many clients who are on my repel list? I say, hey, a little, a little tough love moment, but you got to take a look in the mirror. What energy are you putting out? Because that's what's going to be coming back to you. Yeah. So <laughs> you have to look at what you're putting out there and it's going to come back to you. Um, and so it, it's, unfortunately, I don't have an answer to squash the oversharing epidemic that is social media, but there's also some amazing people on, on Instagram and, and Facebook and social media who really desire to share themselves. They just need to need to be reeled in and give some direction and clarity. Um, and yeah, so I just say, go back to the third, third, third rule. And if someone's not providing value to, to you, um, then unfollow. Like yeah. I don't, I don't follow too many. Uh, I don't follow actually any oversharers because that just takes too much energy of mine. <laughs> Well, you said you don't have a solution, but honestly, I, and I know there's not necessarily one answer for yeah. many things, but the idea of, I think, I think it would be really good. And this is something that I started doing, I don't know, two or three, four years ago. It's been a while, but I, I was really annoyed with the so-called oversharing and just kind of the word vomit. And like, I'm, these people obviously are dealing with issues, which in and of itself is not wrong. I said to you before we even started, Kelsey, I'm like, I'm dealing with plenty of issues. Like there's all yes. kinds of growth that needs yes. to happen. We that's, all are. That's we not mean. the judgment. And by the way, I also have to add the yeah. caveat. I'm like a super emotional guy who loves connection. I'm the one that loves to grab my girlfriend's face and just, you know, touch it and give her a kiss. Or I, my, my daughter and I, this last year, um, we, we, like made a list of nineties rom-coms and just like went through and I'm sitting over there as we're watching, you know, whatever Harry met when Harry met Sally and I'm, you know, crying like a little baby because that I, I love connection. I love feeling. I, I yes. think these things are all super mm -hmm. important. I don't want to minimize them in these conversations about yeah. then what is also practical for the sake of our business. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, I think the question of does this thing add value? Like every single time we post a story or we post an Instagram mm -hmm. post, does it add value to somebody's life? And yeah. if we are going to, you know, quote unquote, air our dirty laundry, what are we adding with that that then adds value yes. to somebody? Because yes. I think the thing yes. that tires me a lot is constantly hearing about all the issues this person has, but then never seeing indication that there is actual effort at change and maybe sharing yes. what they how what they're learning and how they're then applying that to, to their life to move on. It's it always goes yeah. back to I'm I've got you know this label or that label or ten different labels and I'm just mm -hmm. like holding on to these labels and this is the person who I am and I'm just going to constantly just share all the issues associated with those labels that I have and it doesn't go anywhere and so it doesn't add yeah. value. So I, I think that's where the balance yeah. is. How am I adding value? Am I adding humor? If, if, if I'm going through mm -hmm. a tough time, am I then sharing the lesson that I'm learning from that? Am I adding yeah. a beautiful picture just to make somebody's day? But it, somehow, am I yeah. adding value in what I'm sharing? I think that's a really great place to start. 
Yeah. I always ask myself, how is this serving my community before I post anything? Like, how is this serving my community? Is it just a laughter thing? Is it an actual like education value thing? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's making sure that there is intentional value behind it as well as how is it serving. And I always run my posts through my branding words, um, to make sure that it aligns with what I'm trying to convey overall as well. Um, sure. and I will say, uh, to all, I'll piggyback at, you know, very beginning where you said showing up is what, what I, what I've said in the book that you repeated was showing up is not selfish. It's selfless. And the reason I, I shared that is because one of my top questions I get from people who are not oversharers, they're on the complete other spectrum of the, the pendulum of not showing up at all because they feel like they're going to be a narcissist or like so self-centered or appear that way if they start posting little bits of themselves. And I let people know that when you do start sharing bits of yourself, not overshare, but bits of yourself, that's how genuine connection is made. That's how those conversations and relationships can sure. be built um, is seeing who's behind the camera, who's behind the brand. Um, and that's how people can then feel seen, feel heard and feel like they matter because you're opening up the door for connection and showing yourself and your, um, your message. So I feel like I run into more people on that spectrum of being afraid of showing up at all than the overshares. That's okay. my experience at least. Okay. Well, let's let's encourage yeah. everybody in a, as a closing note here to to share, to be open, but along with that, add some value. I think that's a wonderful balance to be mm -hmm. had. Yeah. Again, for everybody listening in uh, or watching for that matter, I'll hold the book up here, but get it in front of the camera. There you go. Um, the Connection Method by Kelsey Curtis, create an impactful brand through the power of connection. And if you go to Kelsey's site, and I'll pull that up as well, Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y, K-U-R-T-I-S.com. Um, if you click on shop there, you can get the book that way. Kelsey, I, I really appreciate you doing this today. Like th this was really fun. We may have to, to have you back it's on the show. This has been a really fun to. conversation. Okay. Well, we'll explore that. Um, for everybody listening in, make sure you go follow Kelsey on Instagram, Kelsey M as in what, what's the new M word? Uh, well, my middle name's Michelle, so it's Kelsey M. So, as in Mary or Michelle. Or... <laughs> okay, I didn't know. Okay, fair <laughs> Real enough. Creative. So that's Real that's creative. a good one, yeah. Michelle. Kelsey. Okay, so Kelsey M. Curtis on Instagram. We'll link to that in the show notes, and yeah. of course, KelseyCurtis.com. Thank you once again, Kelsey, for sharing with all of us today. Thank you for having me.